Welcome to Grace Notes. We hope you've been enjoying our series on the building of the first Christian radio station in Southern Belize. There are so many lessons our hosts, Barb and Dale Sandbeck, learned that can help you in your ministry. So far, we've discussed the fact that we need to identify our calling, accept the burden that goes along with it, pray to love those we are going to serve, and count the cost before we begin. Now we're ready to start the planning process, which you'll see is the key to a successful mission. For many years, I designed and programmed computer systems. One of the basic lessons I learned was that in order to expedite the project, you need to spend at least 50% of your time in planning and the rest in coding, testing, training, and documentation. It's always tempting, though, to just get in there and start coding because you can see immediate results. But if the planning phase is cut short, most often the objectives are incorrectly defined and you have to recode and retest, which lengthens the time. The same principle holds true in the work of the Lord. Only the major part of planning evolves around a concerted prayer effort. In the story of Nehemiah, we find that prayer was the key to his success. When Nehemiah heard about the devastation in his homeland, he was deeply grieved about the situation. But he didn't just brood about it. He took action. He poured his heart out to God. Listen to portions of his prayer in Nehemiah 1. O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and obey his commands, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. They are your servants and your people whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. Nehemiah was pleading with God to be involved in his plans. He recognized God's holiness and asked for a hearing. And in his prayer, he also confessed his own sin and that of the people he was praying for. And he concluded by asking for specific help in approaching the king. How often do we pour our hearts out to God and pray specifically like he did? Nehemiah humbly prayed like this for about four months. Then one day, he went to serve the king with thoughts of the situation in his homeland in his mind. He was very much afraid when the king asked him why his countenance was sad, because no one was to appear in the king's presence with a gloomy face. Their life was at stake. He told the king about the situation, and the king immediately asked what he wanted. Well, Nehemiah shot a quick arrow prayer toward heaven, and then he asked the king to send him to the city in Judah where his fathers were buried so that he could rebuild it. It pleased the king to send him, the word says, so he set a time. Nehemiah also asked the king for two letters, one for safe conduct and the other for timber to make beams for the gates and the wall. Nehemiah 2.8 says, Because the gracious hand of God was upon me, the king granted my request. We were humbled when we were asked by our mission board to build the station. We prayed diligently for two months for God to confirm that we were to do this, and to grant favorable resolutions for some logistical situations that needed to be resolved. God answered our requests immediately, and just like Nehemiah, we accepted the call to action. A burden is never lifted until action is taken. We asked for and received approval from our mission board and a letter to get into the country. 
Then we sent out letters requesting prayer and financial support and conducted concerts to raise funds for the material. The Lord gave us at least 50 prayer partners that we knew of. What a blessing! God empowers ordinary people to achieve extraordinary things, but no great undertaking for the Lord is ever achieved without prayer. Prayer precedes provision, which precedes power, which gives you the courage to act. Oh, you may feel weak and weary or unsure of yourselves, but when you call on Jesus, you get God confidence, and nothing you put your hand to will be impossible.
Did you get the message? Whenever you call him, he'll be there. Oh, we felt his hand of blessing every day as we prepared to leave. Even in packing, God showed Dale clever ways to cram everything we'd need for a year into six suitcases. He even used our trash compactor to squeeze all our clothes into two small bags. A miracle at that. <laughs> While we were there, we'd often find things we'd pack that we couldn't buy in Belize. God knew. We were short on estimated funds, and we sure didn't have all the answers, but we learned to leave room for God to show himself faithful. 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says, He who has called you is faithful, and he is. Because of the way God worked out the logistical situations, we knew we needed to be in Belize by January of 2004, so we went with limited funds, no radio license, no property, no equipment, except two donated computers, only a call from God to be there, and plenty of prayer support. We realized that the only way to deal with the unknowns was to give over our will to God every day. But that's just a good way to live your life, isn't it? God will show Himself faithful to you as He did to us. When we choose to depend on Him, we don't have to worry. We'll be fully supported.
been listening to Grace Notes. For more information about this ministry, write to Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047. Or visit us at our website at www.gracenotesradio.com. Join us on our next program. Until then, let your Grace Notes be a song of praise.